0: Well, now it's time for our Ask the Expert slot. And this morning we're focusing on understanding investments. If you've got uh, questions, please get them to us 87 or you can text them uh, to 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. But before we open it up to our listeners' questions to go through uh, tips on making key investments, I'm delighted to be joined by the Head of Pensions and Investments with the Bank of Ireland Investments Market, uh, Bernard Walsh. Bernard, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Now, a lot of people just don't understand investments um they listen to the financial news every day and it really is a mystery so is it understandable to people like us
1: yeah it's i, I suppose really what we we can sometimes get caught up in the jargon and uh, there's no uh, other industry that has more three letter abbreviations than ours i think and that doesn't help if we look behind it it's really all about just getting
0: your money growing for you, trying to make the most of it. See, normally what happens is that you're sold a product by some third party uh, rather than doing it yourself. I mean, how many people have a portfolio of shares that they administer themselves? I suspect rather few. Very few. If I suppose if you compare Ireland to the United States, it's quite common for people to have
1: their own direct holdings in shares and bonds. Yeah. Irish people tend to adopt the can you do it for me approach more so and... Uh, I I suppose, in terms of financial literacy and our understanding and knowledge of this, we're well behind a lot of other markets and a lot of other countries out there, and uh, that's something we're trying to address. So, um, explain. Well, I I suppose, uh, you know, we we did a body of research uh, in the early part of this year, and uh, one of the great things is a lot of people are saving. We were a very good country for for saving and and putting money aside. But are people getting uh, making the most of their money? And I mean, what's the interest rate on deposits at the moment?
0: Typically across all the banks, it's, it's exceptionally low. It's it's close, pretty much uh, pretty much at zero. And, now, by, and by, why time, why haven't they jacked it up? Because you know the uh, central, uh, the European Central Bank rates have gone up. The rates that banks are charging us to borrow money from them have gone up. So why aren't they rewarding us with a little uh, bonus on our deposits? I suppose banks' sources of, of, of cash come from a range of
1: different sources and they can still borrow very cheaply on money markets to, to raise money there. Um, during the, the last number of years when negative interest rates applied um, to any monies that the banks placed with European Central Bank they were only really passed on to a very small the cohort of customers. Those with typically a million or more uh, suffered negative interest rates. So it does take a while for rates to feed through into the system. Um, But there's no doubt over the longer term, you know, interest rates are are likely to, you know, they're low. um, They are not going to reward you. And particularly when you take inflation off that. And I think everybody in this call is well aware of the the rising, the cost of inflation, uh, the rising cost of living. And that is really eating into your money. And Mm. your interest rates just won't look after that. They're it 's really important to keep money on deposit for your day to day uses your emergency fund, but yeah you've you 've got to have it
0: liquid ready to go in case of an emergency so uh, what then should you do with the rest of that money if you have a bit of a nest egg or if you've been, uh, saving, uh, what do you 've been saving what to do with that money how to to make it work for you in a way that has some guarantee of success?
1: Yeah and I suppose any time you move into the world of investing you're you're putting your money to work in a marketplace where assets are valued and revalued every day of the week it's unlike your your family home you know which thankfully isn't revalued every day of the week um which I think would drive us all mad if it did you know your stocks and shares every minute of the day are so it is about finding something that's right for you and that's where you know people need help and where they need advice it's about understanding the trade off between the amount of return that you're looking for mm. over time and the level of You'll be
0: asked by a financial advisor to indicate the level of risk that you want. And I mean, it's a bit like putting money on the 430 at Kempton Park. Um, You should only spend money you can afford to lose on that bet because, you know, an ag is an ag and anything can happen. Um, So if you've got that kind of money that really, if you lose it, you don't care, you can put that into high risk stuff, I presume. But if it's money that you're hoping will look after you in your old age, then maybe... Kempton Park is not the place for you.
1: And certainly people can break up their money and we had the Grand National the week before last and a lot of people like to have a flutter on that. Really when we talk about investing, it's not about gambling, it's about looking at spreading your money across the biggest companies in the world and the old adage of not putting all your eggs in one basket apply to investing as much today as it ever has. And it is about investing in quality and making sure that you have a good spread across different industries and not just in shares and things like government bonds and in other assets as well. It's all about the you know getting that portion of your money over time to deliver the better return
0: for you now some of the questions coming in um, I am 53 I have no pension realistically is it worth beginning one now and if so how much would your contributor feel I have to contribute to it to be a benefit for me down the road
1: Certainly, it's not fifty three. Is by no means too late. Um, I think you've got twelve years to what was the normal retirement age. Yeah. A lot of people look at, but more. A lot of it people could be look, seventy by the it,
0: time this person gets sir, around to retiring. That
1: is, that is true. Um, what I would say to them is it is a very tax-efficient way to put some money aside. The tax breaks definitely will help you um, to get your money going for you and uh, to try... Uh, I would certainly recommend get started on it. In terms of what you're trying to achieve from it, you know, some people will target putting aside enough money to get to draw down quite a lot of it as a tax-free lump sum when they come to retirement. It's about getting started, doing as much as you can for as long as you can. But somebody at 53 years of age, definitely having a good eye on how
0: your money's invested over that time frame is going to be absolutely mm-hmm. key. Uh, a question regarding pensions. Why can't one start and invest in their own pension plan and once the pension plan is under the regulators of pensions rules, like is done in the USA? How come when anyone wants to start a pension here, you're always quoted a starting lump sum of 10k. And why not allow someone starting off, say, investing 25 or 50 per month to get their feet wet and use, uh, get used to investing in their pension fund and then increasing it as time goes by? It seems like the powers that be brackets insurance companies do not want small investors. They only want the big timers.
1: Well, we have plenty of people that are saving 200 a month uh, going, going into pension plans, not 25 euros a month, but certainly um, it, it's much more accessible than uh, I think what the, the listener might, might think. And definitely well, what, what
0: about those initial charges that some companies uh, levy on people and like you're, you're putting money in and, you know, you expect at the end of year one that it'll be a good whack of money and you find some of it's gone.
1: Well, certainly there are fees that, and it's really important people are aware, sometimes there are fees going in and in other, you may also have ongoing annual management fees on it. It's about getting good value for money, about making sure that the fees are commensurate with the level of advice that you're getting and just how your money is invested. Being the cheapest isn't necessarily the best. It is about getting good value for money we would always suggest.
0: OK. um, When... They have your money, and they put it in a fund, whoever they may be um you 'd imagine that they 'd make their money from commission if they really believing in what they 're doing they 're making money for you if they If they then want to charge you a management fund on top of their commission you 're saying, hang on a second, guys if you 're any good, you 'd be making money if you make it for me you 're making it for yourselves on commission if you 're not making it for me, you shouldn 't be handling my money to begin with
1: well most annual most companies there are in a fee based on the value of your investment so if if your investment grows in value then that'll mean a bit more for the the investment manager as well we we do have aligned interest in in, in that regard what i would say to say to people is you know, the sometimes it might look quite small. It's like planting something in the ground. It just m- might take a, a while for, to actually see the results of it. Over time, it, it generally does, and it it is about being patient. Investing is not a short
0: term game. It is about something looking after your very long term needs. So, when you gave advice to the fifty three year old, uh, you're thinking, well, the market may go up, the market may go down, but. If you choose your moment, you can get out at the right time when the yeah. market's up. Yeah, I mean, if you were to take someone at
1: 53 targeting, let's say it's 70. Over that time, you're going to have probably three, four five stock market, you know, sell-offs, drawdowns, crashes, whatever you want to call them. They're going to happen along the way. That is life, you know, that you will have events that are unpredictable. Look at COVID. It was only a couple of years ago and that caused a sudden sell-off in markets and a strong rebound. But it's about time and allowing time to do what it does, which is deliver decent returns.
0: Uh, I'm an Irish citizen, mid-30s, living and working in Vietnam for the past 10 years. I have no pension, but I have some cash savings. What's my best option to begin saving with the possibility of returning to settle in Ireland in the next 10 years or so?
1: Well, if somebody has got a 10-year investment horizon, you know, it usually will allow for some ups and downs along the way. Stock markets will generally deliver the best return over that kind of time frame. On, in terms of the pension system, if they're not paying tax here in Ireland, really, it, I would just look at investing outside of a uh, out of a pension regime and, and make sure you look locally at what's available to you. Because if they're not paying
0: income tax here, if they're not earning money here, then they don't get the tax break. They don't get the breaks, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, OK, in relation to pensions. The setting up of a new executive pension got temporarily stopped last year. What has happened since? Are they still in limbo or can I proceed this year setting up a new executive pension?
1: There are, the rules have changed. We, we could devote an entire programme to that but the um, the government is trying to simplify the range of options that are available to people out there. The PRSA system for example that is, was brought in to allow people a more, more portable option, that has some new features that are allowing particularly people who want to catch up and say, and put aside a little bit more to allow them to do a lot more. I would say to that listener, come in and get some advice from us. It's there's The options have been enhanced considerably in the last year or two. This
0: one, uh, the post office offers 16% interest on national solidarity bonds. This is over a period of time. It's not obviously an annual yeah. rate. Uh, you can withdraw it in small amounts if you need to or in full at any time, tax-free, is that so? That's right, yes.
1: I'm not 100% sure on the rates or, or the terms that they're paying for them, but they... Obviously there's uh, a penalty if you withdraw it all early.
0: Yeah. But if a, you need a bit, they let you take a bit
1: they, they, out. I believe that there's some flexibility in relation to the various Unpossed un- products and, and they, they are tax-free, absolutely. And again, that might be suitable for some people for the portion of their money, they're, maybe they're an emergency fund or something that they want more, more of a focus on security than growth.
0: Uh, Dave, age 44, uh, can I draw down from my pension early?
1: You can. A um, couple of different ways you can. the um, If Dave happens to be a professional sports person you can draw it down <laughs> earlier than most people. Uh, you can draw it down early due to early ill health. Um, if you leave an employment you can actually access your pension after the age of 50 but you have to fully leave that employment to do so. Um, there are lots of rules and regulations around uh, pensions in, in, in particular and they usually you have an annual benefit statement that does set out how can I draw down my pension early but there are a couple of different options but if you're staying in service uh, in, in that employment you have to wait till the
0: normal retirement age mm. As someone in my early 70s with no entitlement to any state pension how do I preserve my savings for the future? State savings like banks have very low returns the investment advisors have high fees would it be advisable for me to purchase a series of ETFs gradually over time? I am learning about investing What's an ETF?
1: Exchange Traded Fund it's a good way to access the the, the investment markets you can buy Instead of, let's say, buying a lot of US shares, you can buy one that covers the entire US stock market index. It's it it's like buying a share, but giving you greater diversification. It has its advantages, but it's very much down to yourself and deciding when to buy, when to sell. And,
0: there and are ways of, of getting into what's markets. What's the difference between that and some of the funds that you know various uh, investment houses offer? They yeah, offer well, I, the, I, you know, this fund, that fund, the other fund.
1: I I think it's where advice comes into play and that somebody is moving money in and out of the market Markets uh, try, trying to take advantage of when markets offer more value and also it being able to move like times like, like we saw during 2020 during the COVID break. Last year, they, you know, when we saw markets selling off on the back of you know the Russian invasion of, of
0: uh, Ukraine situations like that you need somebody who's got their hand out to tell her as well to help manage your money Now Dennis though on the other hand says uh, studies show that actively managed funds lose money against passively traded funds 80% of the time Can you ask your guest to confirm this fact um, just put your funds in passive funds like those which track funds like the S&P 500 and you'll only pay a fraction of the funds that these other people ask for That's from Dennis
1: Yeah they both have a, a role to play in anybody's portfolio and again when we no, he on,
0: right? That, that actively managed funds do worse than just leaving it alone? Yeah, it depends
1: on what time period you pick and during more difficult investment environments you will often find active managers will do a little bit better because passive managers don't have the ability to trade out but over the last number of years there's no doubt passive investing has had a better run
0: overall and that's why mm. we suggest Is people, it, Is it maybe that the active guys are trying to maximise returns whereas the passive are just going to take what comes in thank you very much? Yeah the passive guys are trying to
1: match the market the active guys are aiming to beat the market but again this is where uh, a
0: bit of both is is well worth having Uh, an intriguing one here why can't we as Irish citizens avail of the bond rates that Ireland gives to international investors this would be a guaranteed interest rate and the money would be kept in the country currently it's 2.9% for 10 years
1: Yeah. And if you look at most of the investment funds that uh, certainly we talk to people about would have uh, some allocation to Irish government bonds. So ultimately you are investing in in these assets. I will say again, you know, we had periods when the Irish government was raising money and, you know, the the coupon,
0: which is the interest rate, was, was pretty much at zero. All right, Ed Bernard Bernard Walsh, Head of Pensions and Investments, Bank of Ireland Investment Markets. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we've come to the end of the show. But by the way, if you were affected by any of the items on the show today, you can contact the Samaritans on 116123. Our items from today are uploaded as podcast, which you can listen to the Newstalk app, powered by Golad. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show.
1: The Pat Kenny Show. With Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on Newstalk.